Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Pastor Bob here, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to be with you tonight, broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX 
uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. And so we come up, we are, we're coming on live. This is an AM radio station, of course. You and Dickinson know that. But you listening online may not know that. And so we're just glad that you're listening, whichever way you are listening. We've already got people texting me tonight that are, are listeners from, they know what, uh, they've been on this, in this, uh, in this thing before, so good to have Carl and Jeannie. They win the award for being the very first ones to text me tonight. And we've got them. We've got the Schulers listening tonight from Grafton. We had our team that went out to the women's prison tonight. They texted me, said that there are twenty six there were twenty six ladies at the state women's prison that were in our two services there. And this afternoon we had a really big service at our county jail too. A lot of people in that service, full full room and so we had that and we had a nursing home service today plus our two services at our church at 10 o'clock we have sunday school and 11 o'clock our worship service that's the new life pentecostal church 501 elks drive dickinson north dakota and our next get together will be wednesday night at 7 30 so and i kind of said that slow just because there's something special about that service but i'm not telling you what it is but anyway, um, just uh, glad you guys are listening tonight. I want you to be part of the program. Uh, you can text me. That's the easiest way. Uh, if you call into the studio, I won't be able to take your call. But if you text me, 701-290-7862, I can, you can be part of the program. I try to keep up with those, read those even while I'm talking sometimes. You can also email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Turn me up just a little bit. RobertSimons58 at gmail.com. We've got uh, Abe in the studio tonight. We've got uh, Daniel in the studio tonight. And they just had a big steak dinner, and they didn't even bring anything for me. And um, so I'm a little sore at those guys somehow. Uh, weren't thinking of me, or either they were thinking of me. Maybe they were thinking I'm too fat the way it is. We've got uh, Sierra listening tonight, and her Uncle Ben and family are listening, and so good to have them listening tonight. The Hostetlers, the Jacob Hostetlers from Pennsylvania are listening on Holy Ghost Radio. We've got a man named Philip Woods from Beulah listening tonight. Um, I mentioned uh, Brother Schuler, pastor up in Grafton, listening. Just all kinds of and people texting and, and so on that are... Um, that are texting me and letting me know that they're listening. Again, 701-290-7862 is how you can get a hold of me. Just give you a little information. We've got, um, we also have two outreach churches that we're starting here in this area in Beach, Tuesday nights at 730 at the Beach Community Center. And on in Bowman on at 730 right on Main Street, uh, we have a church service there at 7.30 on Thursday nights. And that one is called, oh, I just spaced, spaced out. What did they call the church in Bowman? Uh, Cornerstone Church in Bowman. Right on Main Street, got a sign right in the window. You can't miss it. And you can't really get lost in Bowman on Main Street. It's just one Main Street. And uh, I, I somebody texted me the address to that. We've got Emily and Jasmine listening in Bismarck tonight. Uh, so good to have them with us. Just a lot of good things. A lot of good things happening. A lot of good things going on. Um, the um, somebody asked me, "Is texting and talking anything like texting and driving?" Kind of, because you've got to be able to multitask. 
uh, texting and talking, it just um, maybe it's like I'm not really thinking about what I'm saying or I'm not really thinking about what I'm reading or maybe I'm doing a little of each. But I don't think it's against the law to text and talk as it is to text and drive. You know, I was really in a quandary tonight about our subject. And um, and I just uh, I asked for input from one of my sons. He didn't give me any. My wife gave me input, and I, I'm going to listen to her. I, I'm going to tell you what I wanted to talk about, and I may talk about next Sunday. There's a lot of confusion about the subject of speaking in other tongues. And I really wanted to talk about it, but my wife talked me into talking about something else. And so I'll talk about what my wife wants me to talk about. Turn me up even more. It feels like I'm shouting here. Yeah, turn, yeah. There we go. There, I'll, there we go. All right, sounds good. The, um, but tonight I want to talk about the scripture in First Peter chapter five, verses six through nine. This won't make everybody in Dickinson, North Dakota, happy. You're not going to like. Some of you aren't going to like it. But First Peter chapter five, six through nine. I'm going to read the whole thing, and I'm only going to talk about a portion of it. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Tonight, I want to title this, Be Sober Because. Be Sober Because. Uh, Certainly, we could do a whole radio show on the word vigilant. It says, Be Sober, Be Vigilant Because. The word vigilant there means to keep awake, to stay alert, uh, to be watchful. That's what it means to be vigilant. Certainly, I'm not ignoring that. It ties in with what I want to talk about. But I want to dedicate this whole program tonight to be sober. And I'm going to start. Abe's got some some music that I've selected to play tonight. Uh, not that he's playing any, but on, on our computer playlist. So text me 701-290-7862. You can be part of this program. Be sober.
Leave your sins in the water, get a brand new heart. Have on board, we're going to the foreign land. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. Get on the bus. Hey you, what you waiting for? Get on the bus. Hey you, what you waiting for? Get on the get on the bus goes with my my topic tonight i want to just say hello to doug from south dakota hello to sky from velva hello to the deeds brother and sister deeds are listening tonight these are people that are going to be speaking at a at the end of this month we're having some special services starting on the 29th of july which i believe is a sunday all the way through the 5th of august which is a sunday and on the 3rd and 4th of August, we're having special services that we're inviting, well, we're inviting the whole community to all those services, but on the 3rd and 4th, we're having a 30-year church anniversary, a church building dedication, and so on the 3rd, which is a Friday night, we're having a special service and a meal following for everyone, and on the 4th, which is a Saturday in the afternoon, we're having a special service and a meal following. So it's a big deal, and Brother Alfred Deeds is the speaker who is, at least for our local church, one of the favorite speakers that we have that would could ever come. And so uh, we're excited about that. I'm talking tonight, get right on my topic, be sober because, be sober. That word sober is from a Greek word, nepho, and it means to be free from the influence of intoxicants. Eight verses in the New Testament admonish us and use the words, be sober. And tonight, on this radio show, I want to talk to you, why? Now, I suppose it's good enough that God says so. It's probably not good enough that I say so, but I do say so. (laughs) I hate... The uh, I hate the liquor business as far as what it does to people. I hate the drug business as far as what it does to people. I grew up in a home where alcohol just about destroyed my dad, just about destroyed our family. Um, I have a vendetta against it, and you would think I would have learned not to do it from watching my dad, but then I got involved with it and uh, ended up starting drinking, and then the drugs, of course, and uh, thankfully, I got out of it with as much as much of my mind as I did. But I want tonight to teach you what this verse in in First Peter chapter five and eight is really saying. Because even though it's good enough, just because God says to be free from intoxicants, that's what the word sober means. To be free from intoxicant, any type of drug that changes or alters your mind or your thinking. Uh, even tobacco is an intoxicant in one sense. It relaxes people. It makes people feel peace and comfort. Um, but it's false. It's not. It's a. It's a substitute for what God has for them. So even though it's good enough that God says be sober, you know, there's verses in the Bible that really God just tells us to do it because He says so. Be. He said one time, "Be holy, for I am the Lord." And so I'm, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. But I want to tonight talk about the word because. If you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob, 
Tell It Like It Is Radio Show live from Dickinson, North Dakota. Text me, 701-290-7862. We're talking 1 Peter 5.8. Be sober because. You know, uh, God tells us why he wants us to be free from anything that intoxicates us. He wants us to because, number one, we have an enemy. Be sober because your adversary, the devil. There is an enemy out there tonight that wants you under the influence of things that intoxicate you. Because if you're under the influence, you are weakened and more susceptible to his influence. And I hope to prove that tonight. I hope to... I hope to, um, beyond a shadow of a doubt in Scripture and just in the uh, common sense of life, I, I hope to prove that to you. We have an enemy. I didn't grow up knowing anything about the Pentecostal movement. I didn't really grow up knowing anything about what I know now. But I had a spiritual awakening in my life when I was 20 years old. And the beginning of my spiritual awakening was that I knew there was a devil. And the reason I knew there was a devil is because I got involved with with the drug business. Now, let me just say this, and I'll say it probably say it in several ways throughout this broadcast. If you think that you're not a drug user because you drink alcohol, you are deceiving yourself and you're and you're talking foolishly. Well, I might drink, Pastor Bob, but I don't take drugs. Do you know how dumb that sounds to me? Do you know how dumb that sounds to just about anybody that's in the know? You know, you know, I came from our county jail service today. Do you know how dumb that would sound to those guys in the county jail? I might drink, but I don't take drugs. No, they're the same thing. Alcohol is a drug, and it's a very destructive mind-altering drug. And my first spiritual awakening, when I first began to come around and the lights began to come on, I was using drugs in my car and, and I was all by myself. I was 20 years old. I was married. I had a little baby at home. And while I was using drugs, I heard a voice speak to me and the voice said, throw your, your pot and your pipe and your drug paraphernalia, throw it in this river. I was sitting by a river in my car, all by myself, in Valley City. As soon as I heard that voice, which shocked me, because it came out of the blue, I heard another voice saying, don't do that. You've tried things like that before, and it didn't work. You see, I didn't want to be a drug addict. I was disappointed in myself that I was a drug addict. I had tried to stop taking drugs earlier when my best friend checked himself into a drug treatment center, and I couldn't. And you talk about discouraged and depressed. I really was. But here I was in my car smoking pot, and I heard a voice say, throw that pot in your pipe into the river. Another voice said, don't throw that pot. And you've done things like that before. It won't do any good. The other voice said, throw it in the river. The, then another voice said, sell it. Give it to your friends. Don't throw it in the river. And the other voice said, just get out of your car. Throw it in the river. And my first spiritual awakening was, this must be God talking to me, and this must be the devil. 
And you know what? To this day, 40 years later, I believe that's true. Coming up on 40 years, this October is is how long that I've been off of drugs. Because I'm going to be 60. And I'm telling you, just as sure as I'm sitting here right now, I believe that God spoke to me and told me to get off of drugs. There's a song that um, I want Abe to play called Nobody Believes in Me Anymore. Line that song up. You know, this drug addiction, alcohol addiction, there's more than meets the eye. It's not just chemicals in your body, but there's something spiritual about it, and it's not good. Listen to the words to this song. This guy's pretending like he's the devil singing it. Living away, I can imitate the brightest light and make your night look just like day. I put some truth in every lie to tickle itching ears. You know, I'm drawing people just like flies because they like what they hear. I'm gaining power by the hour, the falling by the score. You know, it's getting very simple now. state of mind, my books read on your shelf, oh have you heard that God is dead, I made that one up myself, the dabbling magic spells, they get their fortunes read, you know, they heard the truth, but turned away, and they followed me instead, I used to have to sneak around, but now they just open their doors, you know, no one's watching for since no one believes in me anymore Everyone likes a winner With my help, you're guaranteed to win Hey man, you ain't no sinner No, you've got the truth within And as your life slips by You'll believe the lie that you're dead and on your own But don't worry, I'll be there to help you share A dark, eternal home that way Still my work goes on and on Always stronger than before I'm gonna make it dark before the dawn Since no one believes in me anymore Well I used to have to sneak around But now they just open their doors You know no one's watching for my tricks Since no one believes in me anymore Getting very easy now Since no one believes in me and 
This is a Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast um, coming live to you from Dickinson, North Dakota. If you would like to be a part of this program, you can text Pastor Bob Simons at 701-290-7862. I would just like to make a special shout-out to Sierra Baldwin listening in Grafton. Um, she's a fine young lady, and you'd be honored to meet her. All right, that was Abe on the air tonight. Didn't bring his guitar into the studio. It's always a treat when he does. Talking about First Peter chapter 5, verse 8, be sober because we have an enemy. Uh, we have be sober because this enemy wishes to destroy us. The word sober means to be free from things that intoxicate. So um, that's very clear. God does not want you intoxicated. It's not the will of God that your brain would be under the influence of any type of intoxicant. The devil is out to destroy us, and in a weakened state, he has an easier way of doing it. And he just about succeeded with me, and he just about succeeded with some people I know, and he did succeed with some people I know. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, that's where I'm staying tonight, he said that he walketh about seeking whom he may devour. That word devour, it's from a Greek word, katapino, it means to drink down. And it's a play on words, certainly a play on words. You swallow down that drink, and the, the, the devil will swallow you down himself. He wishes to destroy us. And this, this verse says that he can use intoxicants to mind-altering substances to destroy us. This is a direct warning from God, from the Word of God. Be sober because your adversary, the devil, wants to destroy you. Be sober. You know, um, just lately... Well, I shouldn't say just lately, but over the last many years, I have preached at funerals of drug addicts that have overdosed, committed suicide, um, destroyed their brain. I've, um, I- I'm going to tell you that there are people I know that are completely insane because of drug usage and drinking. Uh, mentally, uh, they are diagnosed with all kinds of mental things now, but I'm telling you that it had more to do with their addiction than any type of, uh, they didn't get kicked in the head by a horse. They, they didn't, they were, this addiction has unhinged them. This, uh, there is a spiritual element to these things. It's not just your brain. You know, there, there is more to these intoxicating substances than just doctors can tell you. The, um, when, when there is a God-given wall in our brain, I believe this, that becomes weakened to demonic activity and influence when we are under the influence of anything that intoxicates us. You know, um, if it wasn't, if it was just I'm not saying that there's, it's not, uh, it doesn't affect you uh, physically. But what I'm telling you is there's more to it than that. I, I, I know that, you know, that 
that doctors can tell you which part of the brain these things affect. I understand that. But there's more to it than that. If it only affected the brain and there wasn't a spiritual influence to it, why is it that it always, after a period of long usage, turns to something bad? To prove my point tonight, I want, I want to just have you look at some, some words with me. The, the, um, there is a word in the New Testament and in the Old Testament, and the word is sorcery. And we all know what that word means. In Galatians 5 and 20, the Revised Version, tra- version translates the word sorcery, or, or sorcery. The King James Version uses the word witchcraft. And it's mentioned as one of the works of the flesh. Also, Revelation 9.21, Revelation 18.23. In the Old Testament, Exodus 7.11, Isaiah 47.9, verse 12. There are these words, especially these New Testament words, but the Old Testament words too, because, uh, you know, there uh, there is a version of the Old Testament that was translated into Greek also. But the Greek word for sorcery and witchcraft is a is a word that is pronounced pharmakia. That Greek word is where we get our word pharmacy from. In the olden days and even to this day, sorcery and witchcraft always included the usage of mind-altering herbs, plants, drugs, and alcohol. Even today, many of the religions, and many of the Native American religions, use peyote and other types of hallucinogenic mushrooms. You see, there is something to this. Sorcery and witchcraft is the very word in Greek where we get the word pharmacy from. And they have to do with drugs. Growing up in the culture that I grew up in, I was a pretty clean living kid when I was in... Um, Part of it was because I had seen what alcohol had done to my dad, and I had made up my mind very young in life that I wasn't going to drink, I wasn't going to use drugs. And um, and I kept that true. I, I All the way up until my junior year in high school, I had not, the beginning of my junior year in high school, I had not smoked a cigarette, I had not drank any alcohol, I had not taken any drugs of any kind. And I had made up my mind. I remember uh, uh, dating my uh, girlfriend, who's my wife now, and I told her, if I ever hear that you smoke or drink or take drugs, I'm going to break up with you. I mean, that's how strong I felt about it. Not because I was going to church. It was because of what it had done to my dad and to my family. And I felt very strongly about it. But I became influenced by this culture. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't my fault, and I'm not saying, I'm not trying to blame anybody here. But I became influenced by music. I remember uh, getting my first Alice Cooper album, I think, when I was on my 14th birthday. It was called Billion Dollar Babies, was the name of the album. That was my first heavy metal rock album that I had. And the words to that music began to change me, to influence me. I'm convinced, and I don't really care what you think, but I'm convinced 
that there's something demonic about much of that music. If you listen to the lyrics, I begin to listen to other groups, um, Alice Cooper, uh, Black Oak, Arkansas, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Queen, David Bowie, all these different musicians and singers and groups. And my mind began to be changed, I feel, to a darker side. I experimented with witchcraft. I experimented with, I read books about it. I scared myself half to death with it. I, I, had, I was involved in seances and different things. And eventually, I started drinking and then started smoking pot and then started using all kinds of different drugs. And I was under the influence of demonic power and didn't even know it at the time. But I did know this. I was scared to death. I had experiences happen to me during that time. I'm not going to go into them on the air because I'm afraid I won't have time. But I had experiences. I I remember one night I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I knew something was wrong. I I, uh, was under the influence of some power. I wasn't wasn't using any drugs. I wasn't drunk. And uh, and I was under some kind of influence. And when I don't know how long it lasted, I was in my bedroom. I couldn't cry out. I couldn't yell for my parents. I was still living at home. And from that moment until the day I got baptized in Jesus' name, I was afraid to go to sleep when I was by myself, unless I was drunk or under the influence of some drug that made me very tired. You know, um, I was, uh, you know, the the in the in the olden days, in the Bible days, they took drugs, they used alcohol, and they recited incantations and appeals to occult powers. To me, this music I'm talking about is exactly that. You know, there there it is exactly that. Uh, they, they have uh, there there were, uh, you know, just the the some of the songs I listened to, like a title of one of the songs written by a heavy metal singer was "Hallowed Be My Name." He was talking about himself. There were there were songs that that made fun of God, made fun of His Word. If you have been around people that have been intoxicated very much. It can mimic demon possession. I have a lot of scary stories. I know a lot of scary stories. I know stories that happened to me. I know stories that happened to my friends. Today, I've been free from drugs and alcohol for many years, just about 40 years. But because I hang around with people from my prison ministry, this topic is just as relevant and just as fresh to me as it was back then. Even though I don't consider um, meth to be the worst drug there ever was, it's a terrible drug. Now, the reason I say that is I think alcohol is just as bad. Because alcohol, it might take a little longer, but it's just as bad. The, um, you know, um, this, this uh, people that have been involved with meth begin to hear voices after a period of time. And these voices they hear are never telling them to be better people. These voices are telling them things like, kill yourself, kill other people, 
You're worthless. You'll never change. You're no good. And these voices are real to them. I don't believe they are all part of a brain problem. I believe that God put something in our brain, a wall. And as we begin to use these type of drugs, that wall begins to be broken down and we begin to see things that God intended us and hear things that God did not want us to hear. Um, I'm not proud of going into the drug world when I did. I'm not bragging about it. I'm not happy about it. I wished I wouldn't have. Absolutely. But I'll, I'll tell you this, that the drugs that scared me the most were the psychedelic hallucinogenic drugs. Uh, LSD, blotter acid, mushrooms, peyote. These things, at first I was laughing, I thought I was having fun, but towards the end I thought I was losing my mind. And it was scaring me. I remember to go visit my friend that was at the treatment center, and I was just talking to him. We were talking. He was he had checked himself into Heartview in Mandan. And I was visiting him one day, and I said, Isn't it funny, isn't it interesting how acid can make your mind imagine all these things? And this, and this man, his name was Bob, he told me, he said, I don't believe that it's all in your mind. He said, I believe that these drugs are lowering lowering your resistance to evil influences. That was the first time I'd ever heard it, and that was 40 years ago. I have seen uh I have seen demon possession. I have prayed for demon possessed people. But I'm going to tell you that that this scripture is is so alive to me right now. Be sober. Because you have an enemy and he wants to destroy you. I mean, that's what it says. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober because. Be sober. Don't play with this stuff. You know, uh, there is a, there is a, um, you know what, Abe, we're going to probably play a short song. You got a song lined up? What song you got there? Which one? Church, Church of your, yeah, go ahead and play that one. Um, but anyway, that's not quite on my topic, but kind of, kind of. I mean, listen really close. Church of your choice. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. On Sunday, you may see a movie show. The ushers smell of beer, and the preacher is a little odd. But remember, that's the church of your choice. You can read the newspaper to see what's on downtown. St. Paul's has a carnival. St. Peter's has a clown. At St. Bozo's, a leaking lawn ornament pulls crowds from miles around. It's standing room only when Dagon comes down. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may get a bingo game. Father Domino will take your bets. Sister Mo sells cigarettes. But remember, that's the church of your choice. At the Friendly Family Worship Center, there's a political candidate speaking on the Magogians invading Jerusalem in 2008. If you vote for him, you're guaranteed not to tribulate. It's spectacular and sure to draw a good gate. Go to the church. Of your choice on Sunday. 
a spirit-filled love fest. Run for cover as the women grab the men, wipe their lipstick and makeup on them, but remember, that's the church of your choice. of beer, and the reverend is a little different, but remember, that's the church of your choice. Yes, remember, that's the church of your choice. I wonder why that's the church of your choice. Maybe you should ask yourself why that's the church of your choice. Well, I hope you end up trying our church, 501 Elks Drive. Next service Wednesday night. Next Sunday, we don't have Sunday school, just Sunday at 11 o'clock next Sunday. So remember that. 501 Elks Drive. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church, Dickinson, North Dakota. Tonight, we're talking about be sober because you have an enemy that wants to destroy you. Revelation 9 and 11, 9 verse 11, talking about some end time fearsome things. It says, and they, it's talking about these terrible creatures. They had a king over them which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue hath his name Apollyon. This is the king, the angel of the bottomless pit. That word, Apollyon, means destroyer. John 10 and 10 said, The thief cometh not but to kill, to steal, to destroy. Jesus said he was come to give life and that more abundantly. Satan is a destroyer, and he uses things that intoxicate as part of his arsenal to destroy you. Now, it's not the only thing. There's anger and bitterness and things like that, sexual immorality. But part of what he uses, and he is using today in our society, is the intoxicants. The opioid uh, problem in the United States is huge. There are so many people that are addicted to the opioids, which is like heroin. It's pain pills. Many of the pain pills are uh, opium-based. One of the most addictive drugs there is are the opiates. And people are getting addicted to them. Some of the people that are addicted to them are addicted to them innocently. And their lives are being, and their quality of life is being destroyed. You know, this angel of the bottomless pit, his name was the destroyer. I remember my senior year, 1976, I think it was in March, there was a group called KISS that came out with an album, and the title on the album was simply Destroyer. I'm convinced that they knew what they were doing. They knew what that meant. They knew that was one of the names of Satan. Satan is a destroyer, and he uses these addictive substances to destroy people's health, 
people's minds, people's families. He uses it to destroy children. He uses it to destroy marriage. Everybody listening to me tonight knows somebody. Everybody listening to me tonight has somebody in your family, whether it's currently or somebody in your family past, an uncle or grandparent or whoever, whose life was destroyed through drinking or drugs. Everybody. Satan is using these things to destroy children. Um, You know, there's nothing. There's a reason that when they find meth in somebody's car or home that they call social services if they have children. There's a reason. Because everybody knows that, that it's a destroyer. I mean, everybody knows. Uh, these intoxicants, uh, and, and let me just say this, it's destroying our nation and it's destroying people's soul. Satan not only wants you dead, and he not only wants your family destroyed, he not only wants our nation destroyed, but he wants us all to be in hell. And so tonight, in this broadcast, just using one verse, and there's many, many other verses. Well, and I did use some other verses about the word pharmakia, Latin pharma, I guess Doug told me, he texted me. The, um, but be sober because we have an enemy. And this enemy uses these things to destroy us. That's why the people of God should have nothing to do with anything that's an intoxicant. It's hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that there are people that love Jesus that think they can still have an occasional drink. It's really, now I know what I just said offended a lot of people in Dickinson. You know what? I didn't move to Dickinson to win any kind of popularity contest. I didn't move here because I was afraid that I I might offend people. I, I moved here because I just I'm telling you what I'm I am so convinced of what I'm saying is true on this topic tonight that I don't care what you think. You might be able to handle your liquor and you might have always been able to handle your liquor. You might have a glass of wine on Thanksgiving and that's it. But who are you influencing? You see what I'm telling you is that this is bigger it's bigger than uh, you. This, what I'm talking about tonight, we need to be an example. Now, this is for the people listening on Holy Ghost Radio tonight, maybe some of you Pentecostals that are listening. We need to be an example to this world. And so, uh, you know, do you think that God is going to be pleased that if we're drinking in moderation, that and causing people to look at us and say, well, maybe I can drink in moderation too, and they end up becoming alcoholics and losing out with, uh, I mean, losing their health, their life, their family. Do you think God is going to be pleased with us? No, he's not. We are our brother's keeper. We are an example to the rest. Jeremiah 25 and verse 7, the Lord said, Yet you have not hearkened unto me, saith the Lord, that you might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own hurt. This uh, this thing that I'm talking about tonight 
is nothing that we should ever play with. Some of the greatest testimonies that I know are people that go to our church that have never smoked a cigarette, never drank a beer, never took any type of drug. Why is that such a great testimony? Because it's a testimony to people that say, you know, I'm just going to do what God told me to do. And look at all the things you avoided. Look at all the trouble that you've avoided. Because Satan is a destroyer and he uses these intoxicating things to destroy people. And he wants to destroy you. You know, um, this uh, this topic tonight is um, the um, the you know boy. There's a lot of text I want to read here. You know, Abe, are you ready to give out some information? Give out some information and just let me read these texts here tonight. This is a tell like it is radio broadcast coming live to you from Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, we're on the KDIX twelve thirty AM radio station. Um, if you would like to visit our church, we're from the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, our address is 501 Elks Drive, and you can come Sunday mornings. Um, there's Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m. and a worship service at 11 a.m. And also on Wednesday night, um, there's a service, church service at 7.30. And everybody is welcome to join us for that. Um, also, if you're from Beach or that area, you can visit a Pentecostal church. Um, they're right in the Beach Community Center, and that's every Tuesday night at 7.30. Also in Bowman, um, right on Main Street, um, there's a church there, an apostolic church just started that this year, and you can go there right on Main Street. Um, Seth Springer's a pastor there. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can text him seven or call him 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Also, this Sunday, um, there'll be only one service, and that will be at 11 o'clock a.m. So if you come for Sunday school, yeah, you'll just have to drink coffee or something but anyway pastor bob thank you abe and um just was reading those texts and an email got an email from the philippines uh, a friend of mine that lives there now i know he's listening tonight and i know that um, meth and these other drugs um he has lost so much um i mean family um, wives so much from the drug business and I know he's listening tonight. You know, I I want to I want to just kind of wrap up this program. Got a lot of texts. Nobody nobody mad at me. Nobody yelling at me. Everybody backing me up on this topic. Thank you so much about this. I do believe, like somebody said, I think alcohol is probably um, uh, the worst drug, especially when it has to do with children. I agree with that. Man, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, there was a little foster girl that one of my sons. Raised and she told she said it the best when she said this. Even when my dad was laughing, I was really scared because it could change so fast. Alcohol is a is a terrible drug, 
It's a it's a it's a horrible drug. And the Bible specifically says be sober because we have an enemy that wants to destroy us. You're only one drunk away from killing somebody in a car accident, which you'll never forgive yourself. You're only one drunk away from cheating on your spouse. You're only one drunk away from beating one of your children. You're only one drunk away from losing your job. You're only one drunk away from losing your liver. You know, um, if, if you took all the good of all the drugs there are, because the only good I can think of is, is maybe for people that are dying, you know, for you know, some of these pain medications. But if you took all the good that there could be, uh, you wouldn't find much good. You know, I've asked, I, I don't run people's lives. The only people that I truly can ask to do anything are people that are in leadership in our church. You're not going to be in leadership in our church if you drink. You're not going to be in leadership in our church if you smoke. You're not going to be in leadership in our church if you take drugs. You're not. Because we are an example. Now, we want everybody to come to church. We've got, um, you know, we've got jail ministries. We, I mean, we deal a lot with drug users, a lot with drinkers. Everybody's welcome in our church. We're going to help you. We're going to, you know, try to do what all we can to help you. But I'm going to tell you, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what other churches in Dickinson, North Dakota do. I really don't know. I don't know if they talk about this stuff or not. I really don't know. I think I, I, the, my, the church that I grew up in as a, as a boy, we didn't go, I didn't go all the time, but my mom was a member there and, and, um, she, she wished we did, I think, all the time. But even in the church I grew up with, the, the, one of the pastors there went through alcohol treatment. You know, I, I'm telling you, this is a scourge. It is a, uh, churches need to be talking about it. Pastors need to be talking about it. I'm just going to serve notice on the devil tonight and anybody that's listening. I'm not planning on changing on this. Because I know that I'm right. I know that I'm in the Bible. And I know that uh, it makes sense to anybody that's spiritual. There isn't anything good that comes out of this stuff. When you've seen what I've seen, um, even if I didn't know what the Bible says about it, I'd have very strong feelings about it. You say, settle down, Pastor Bob. In this topic, I'm not going to settle down. You know, I, I'm not. This this topic that I'm talking about here, it's if I if I could, um, I would I would talk about it. You know, I would talk about it as much as I can. I, I would talk. I mean, I uh, there was a guy that visited our church. His name's Rick. He listens to this radio show once in a while when he's around here. He used to call me the what did he call me? The N.A. preacher. He thought I was the Narcotics Anonymous preacher because he, you come to our church, I'm going to talk about this topic. Somehow, some way, I'm going to talk about it. Because Satan is on the loose. I don't believe he has power over our free will. But when he weakens us through these things, he can have power over us. And I have watched people destroyed. 
I have watched people whose minds are absolutely gone through alcohol, acid, meth, the new scourge, it's not so new, of the opioids. The only reason it's even newer now or bigger now is because these are many of these drugs are prescribed by doctors. You know, I don't have the answer to everything. I know there are people that are in pain. I understand all this. But I'm going to tell you this, there are a lot of people abusing these drugs. And I'm going to say this, that there's way a huge percentage of these people that don't need these drugs. But they like the way they make them feel. You know, uh, I'm not going to be able to take that phone call right now, but I'm just going to tell you this, that tonight on this radio show, the uh, we're... we're uh, we are, we are, um, the Tell It Like It Is radio show sponsored by the New Life Pentecostal Church. Uh, you know, this is a church that can help you get sober. Because God's against your addiction. And because of that, we have direction. We have focus. We know what to do. If you have an addiction problem to anything of these intoxicating problems, I want you to come and find us. I want you to bring your loved ones that have addiction problems to our church. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to pray, Abe, and then we'll play that song. Lord Jesus, tonight, I pray for those that are listening, that you would touch them. God, that you would help them, especially those tonight that have trouble in this area. God, I pray that you would do a work in their lives. God, give them strength, help them to find us, to reach out to us. We just pray today. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening, folks. God bless and good night. You are my Lord. You are my life. You are my joy. In the midnight, you speak the word.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.